I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good morning, Black and White Network. How is everybody doing today? Uh, happy Monday. Uh, we got a, a big week ahead here, guys. Um, it's just me today. Uh, Rhodes may be coming on, but I highly doubt that he actually does uh, make this uh, stream today. So I'm going to be uh, rocking it solo starting off uh, the week. Uh, you guys only are getting me. Uh, got people in here right now already watching uh, the show on Rumble. Drop in the chat who's actually watching right now. I'm going to go ahead and uh, check uh, Twitter to make sure that we're live over there as well. Because we are live on Twitter and Rumble every uh, every Monday through Thursday. And we are live over there. Uh, Bart 1979 says, um, hi, John dragon smoke 90 says, good morning, John. Well, thank you. Thank you guys. So this is going to be a little bit different. I wasn't expecting, uh, uh, to actually have to do the uh, show by myself, but, um, I used to go live way, way back in the day, uh, by myself, but it's been a while. And when we created a black and white network, you know, we were actually uh, rocking it um, together and we still are. Uh, but th today doesn't look like it's actually going to happen. So but I got quite a few topics here. I don't know if I'm going to get through every single topic. And uh, Rhodes actually had uh, more topics, but um, just as always, so I can remind everybody. The show is available on podcasts, so Apple, Spotify, all of that. If you watch it on YouTube, uh, you're getting clips of the show. And if you want to access to the member live stream that we do every Friday, click the join button. That's right here on Rumble or over on the YouTube channels. You can click the join button, become a member, and you'll get access to the Friday live streams. And um, a lot of fun. Mick and um, Rhodes and I, we had a pretty good conversation about some stuff. It's definitely uh, less structured than um, the way we actually uh, do things over here uh, right now. But um, thanks to everybody that supported us over there on Locals. Um, we're, getting, um, we're starting to grow on Locals. So click the Join button for Locals. Um, $5 a month gets you access to the live stream as well. But if you don't have that, you just want to follow us, just go ahead and follow us. You can actually see some of the posts over there anyway. And you don't have to pay at all. So uh, I think that is uh, most of um, the house cleaning that I actually uh, did have. And we already, man, we're rocking over here, man. We already got 30 people already on Rumble watching us. Hopefully, you know, we can get to the 70-something people. And this show is growing. This show on Rumble is really, really growing. I believe, um, you know, getting um, censored over there on YouTube 
it set us back. However, it was a golden opportunity for us to actually get over here on this platform here. And I do love Rumble. It's not perfect, um, but I definitely do love that um, I don't have to actually worry about, you know, what I say. And we don't really say anything controversial. We really don't. But over the weekend, actually yesterday, because um, I worked yesterday and I put up a couple of videos over there on YouTube. I was so, I was wondering, man, are they going to take this video down? Are they going to take that video down? Not worrying about that when I'm live streaming over here. And I'm pretty sure one of these topics that we're going to be talking about and when I re-upload it to um, YouTube, I'm going to have to edit some stuff out. It's pretty sad, man, but um, that is just a reality of, you know, being on YouTube versus on Rumble. Rumble, definitely a freer um, platform than um, YouTube. And I heard the YouTube didn't used to actually be like the way it is now, but um, it is what it is, guys. It is what it is. So I think we got enough people in here. We can go ahead and start uh, diving into uh, some topics here as well. And by the way, smash thumbs up button if you do not mind. I'm pretty sure that will actually get more people in here uh, to start watching the show. Uh, let's go ahead and rock and roll into this. Let's go ahead and just talk about this main topic. I believe this actually um came out over the weekend about Tucker. Now, Tucker fired from uh, Fox News. He's still on the sidelines. He has only put out that one video of him, you know, pretty much, you know, kind of destroying the establishment. About two minutes, that was it. Everybody's speculating which Nets move. We don't know yet. Uh, apparently, he can't do much of anything right now with another network because he's still getting paid by Fox. But that doesn't mean that he isn't exactly um, that he's not planning something. And he could be planning something uh, pretty big. Not a lot of information on this, but um, let's go ahead and check out this article here on the post millennial this is from yesterday tucker carlson spoke to elon musk about working together ready to torch fox news now elon musk the left they hate elon musk the man bought twitter he started exposing a whole bunch of uh, the censorship that was going over there on twitter now, Elon Musk is the only reason why I even went back to uh, Twitter. And by the way, you guys can go over there and follow me at Real John Matrix. And that's your show is streaming over there um, right now as well. But they don't like Elon. Because these people enjoy the censorship. And I believe that Fox News, they wanted to censor Tucker. Tucker was still out there. He actually had Trump on. And the media was throwing out all this stuff about how um, Tucker really doesn't like Trump and all this other stuff. And these text messages trying to smear him. And it's really not working. Now, I believe if um, Tucker got his own platform, I believe that he would be probably bigger than Rogan. 
He probably would now. I believe he would definitely command more money. I believe um, Fox was paying Tucker $30, 35000000 million. I don't know for sure. But check this out, guys. It says here, Tucker Carlson is preparing a fight against Fox News to get out of his current contract and his allies with a large platform with large platforms are ready to go on the offensive for the former Fox hosts. Atios reports that Carlson and Elon Musk had a conversation about working together, but didn't discuss specifics. Now, you get a powerful voice like Tucker, combine him with Elon Musk. That's big. That is big. That, that's probably, you know, the establishment's worst nightmare right there. Because Elon Musk has turned Twitter around for the most part. Not perfect. He has turned it around. It's definitely more freer than when the communists were actually out there. And then you get Tucker. Tucker not only had right-wing people watching his show. He was appealing to other people on the other side of the aisle as well. And Fox, they wanted to definitely go more in the establishment route. And, of course, you know, we got Paul Ryan on the board. Um, yeah. Establishment. So, therefore, Tucker must be silenced. And it seems like, you know, Tucker doesn't want to be silent for long. And when he comes back. He wants to come back with a vengeance, it seems. According to a report from Axios, Carlson is planning to build his own media empire. Before he could do that, Fox needs to let him out of his current contract, which is set to end in January 2025. Fox is currently paying the former host $20 million a year to not work. Now, this is on May of 2023 right now. So this is almost like a year and a half. However, his contract runs out after the 2024 election is already over. And if they wanted to, they could really, really, really keep him on the sideline. Now, from what I understand, though, Tucker could actually go out there. And he can actually get on a rumble or something like that. He can actually go onto an independent platform. Like he can go on YouTube and or rumble or something like that. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. Or maybe. Since we're talking about Elon Musk here. Elon Musk has already talked about having something on Twitter that is competitive with YouTube. So would him and Elon Musk actually partner together to come up with something to where he has his own show? Now, of course, Tucker is already on uh, Twitter right now. If Elon Musk uses like Tucker to launch a viable alternative to YouTube, that would be huge. Now, I said it before, if Tucker was to actually come over to Rumble, I believe that um, that would that would help every creator on Rumble. I believe then 
that Rumble would definitely be a serious threat to YouTube. I said it before, YouTube is still better functional than Rumble. Like right now, if you're actually watching on um, Rumble, you can't actually, you know, swipe down, go and look at other stuff. You can't. You have to get completely off that video or stream to go and search for something else. Now, one thing the Rumble did do, you can actually multitask on your phone now. So you can still like if you got out of um, Rumble right now and you still want to listen to it, you can. So. If you're on your phone right now, you said, hey, I got to look at something on my my phone. Yeah, you can still do that and not be kicked off rubble. So they did fit some things. But still, Elon and Tucker working together. That could be big. That could be big. Now, it goes on. It says one of Carlson's friends said that his allies are, quote, coming to him saying, do you want me to hit thoughts? Carlson reportedly responded he wants, quote, to get this done quietly and clean. The friend added, quote, now we're going from peacetime to DEFCON 1. His team is preparing for war. He wants his freedom. So he definitely wants to be out there. He doesn't want to be on the sidelines. He actually wants to be out there making his voice heard. And I believe when it comes to 2024, Tucker could be a huge voice. You know, I actually would like to see him actually have be the moderator of a uh, debate. Now, will that happen? I highly doubt it. But um, I would li- I would li- like to see it. I would like to see, you know, like Trump versus whoever is on the other side. You know, I, I really would. Let's see here. Another source close to Carlson said concerning Fox, Carlson, quote, knows where a lot of uh, bodies are buried and is ready to start drawing a map. Fox has seen his ratings drop since the ouster of Carlson. Megan Kelly tweeted on Friday. My audience is calling them Fox Wiser, <laughs> you know, in reference to the whole uh, Budweiser fiasco where Budweiser has lost a whole bunch of business. Fox is losing a whole bunch of eyes. A ton of eyes. Uh, Glenn Beck, another former Fox host, told Charlie Kirk on Friday, I think this is the real real death now for Fox. Now, Fox has been in a similar situation before because um, uh, O'Reilly was on there. And then Tucker came on. And people are saying when O'Reilly... left that was it for Fox but this time with Tucker it definitely seems different it seems different now now that um, especially you know the way they actually let Tucker go and especially in the political climate that we're in Tucker didn't want to play ball with Fox he didn't want to play ball with the establishment so it seems like you know they wanted him gone They want to silence him all the way through 2025. But Tucker is not going down without a fight. And I really do hope that Tucker is actually able to go out there 
and make his voice heard. The thing with Elon Musk, that's going to be interesting. If he talked to Elon, what was that conversation about? Is Elon actually the one that could actually finance his media empire? It's possible. If there's a man that knows how to uh, make money, it'll be uh, what? It'll be uh, Elon Musk. He knows exactly how to do that. He's very good at what he does. I mean, people thought Elon was pretty crazy, you know, making people uh, pay for Twitter blue, $8 a month, blue check marks, because I believe uh, Twitter was losing like what? Four, four million dollars a day or something like that. And then what happened? He's charged eight dollars and he said that looks like Twitter is going to break even or even make a little profit. Yeah, it's real. All right. Let's see here. We got a Joe Bob is in the chat. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Says uh, Morning John. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks, everybody, for, uh, for watching right there. Um, I'm rocking it solo right now. Uh, Rose did have an emergency that um, he had to go and do. So you guys only get me today just in case um, uh, you guys are curious. I don't think uh, Rhodes is actually going to be um, joining in. He did say that um, maybe he could, but I do not think that um, that he's actually going to make it today. I don't think that he is. So it's just me. Uh, Joe Bob says in the chat, hope Rhodes is okay. Rhodes is fine. Rhodes is fine. Um, he's fine. But uh, I'm not going to dive into um, uh, why he couldn't come on to the show today. I mean, best, you know, personal business. And if he wants to um, talk about it uh, tomorrow, then um, uh, that'll be up to him. But um, I'm not going to I'm not going to get into it. So, yeah. All right, let's move on to um, the next topic here. Now, this is interesting, guys. Have you guys heard about what actually happened in Tulsa? In Tulsa and your mainstream media is they're not they're refusing to cover this. It seems it's not getting the attention because it doesn't fit the narrative. A black man executed two white men, and they're not covering this thing. Thank God the guy actually did get arrested, but two men are dead. They're dead because of their skin color. This is disturbing. Now, we know if the roles were reversed, that the mainstream media would be all over this. There'd be rides all in the street. Buildings would be burned down. If these two white men actually killed the black man. 
but it didn't happen. So it's not actually on any type of headlines of the mainstream media. Uh, this actually came out um, a few days ago. And he's actually charged with a hate crime. Yeah. So this is serious right here, guys. Look at this. Black man charged with hate crime in random shootings of two white men in Tulsa. And this is uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. He executed two white men simply because they were white. I don't even believe he even knew these men. But your media is not covering this because it doesn't fit their narrative. The, the media is really, really pathetic, guys. They're going to re refuse to actually cover this stuff. Now, of course, they're actually out there covering uh, the guy in the New York uh, subway because that fits the narrative. He's a black man. He's now deceased. And the Marine, white. We'll get into that because we got something uh, to talk about that, too, later. So the media is covering that, but they're not covering this. When this man went out of his way to execute two white men. Look here. The man suspected in the fatal shooting of two white men in Tulsa, Oklahoma, has been charged with a hate crime, meaning that prosecutors believe the victim's race was part of the killer's motivation. Carlton Gifford is accused of shooting uh, London Hatchcock, 35, at the local uh, Rutsill Library on April 18th. After that, he is alleged to have gone to a quit trip and shot 55-year-old James McDaniel in the back of the head. I mean, guys, who goes to a library to kill somebody? This guy did. And then he went over. I'm assuming that quit trip is like a convenience store or something like that. A gas station. I don't know. And then he kills another person. Yeah. This is. This is sad, man. This is sad. And this is this scumbag right there. That's him right there. That is the man that the media refuses to color. To cover. Wow. Quote. Through the investigation, homicide detectives learned Carlton Gifford first went to the library. Inside the library, he walked up behind a man sitting at a desk and shot him in the back of the head. The man was just sitting down at the desk and this guy just walked up to him. And shot him. Quote. Following the shooting at the library. They continued, Gifford went to the uh, quit trip. Inside the store, Gifford again shot a male in the back of the head. When that victim fell to the ground, the suspect shot him again. Hatchcock was, um, was bred dead upon arrival at a local hospital and never regained consciousness. McDaniel was pronounced dead on the scene. Hatchcock's mother said, he spent a great deal of his time at the library using computers to look for work. The Tulsa Police Department announced the charges on Facebook. Quote, suspect charged with hate crime, they wrote. Tulsa 
County District Attorney's Office charged murder suspect Carlton Gifford with hate crime. Two weeks ago, we arrested Gifford after he shot two people in the back of the head, one at uh, Roots Hill uh, Library and the other at Quit Trip. At this time, there does not appear to have been any connection between the victims and the suspect. After examining the evidence from the case, District Attorney Steve uh, Kunzweller charged the suspect with the additional hate crime. This is an arrest and not a conviction. That is put out by the uh, Tulsa Police Department. But still, why is your media not covering this? Why? Why are they not covering this, guys? The bias of the media on full display. And I got to be honest, guys. I was actually on um, Sports War stream yesterday and somebody asked, did you actually hear about the um, the shooting in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma? And I was like, doesn't ring a bell. Doesn't ring a bell. And then when he brought up, it was the, the black guy that executed two white guys. Then it clicked. I was like, oh, yeah, I did hear about that. I didn't know the location. But I'm willing to bet, guys, if the roles were reversed, it was a white guy going around killing two black people. Everybody would have known about the case. Everybody. I mean, I'm having a hard time right now even remembering this guy's name. You know? His name, last name is uh, Gifford. Gifford, age 61, was arrested this week after the April murders. He was charged with first-degree murder and two counts of shooting with the intent to kill. The hate crime charge was added after Kunzweiler uh, determined that Gifford shot the man because he hated white people. Now, quote, the information suggests that race played a role in it. And I feel that it is something we can prove. And it is something that a judge or jury obviously needs to listen to. So we will present that information along with everything else. Wow. Rest in peace, man, to those men that actually lost their life. They lost their life because the guy didn't like white people. So he decided to take it upon himself and go out there and execute two white people. And the media refuses to even cover it. They're not covering it, guys. Pretty pathetic. They're not covering this hate crime. And it's officially a hate crime. And they don't want to cover it. That's just unbelievable, guys, that they just don't want to cover this thing. Am I surprised? No, I'm not surprised that they're not covering this. It doesn't fit the narrative. It's just that simple. It does not fit the narrative. So therefore, they're not going to cover it. I really do uh, despise the media. I really do despise the media. The media is a true enemy of the people. 
And you know that um, there was another um, shooting that happened. I believe it was right out here in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. And the man that actually um, shot these people, I believe I believe it was the, the incident in Allen, Texas, if I'm not mistaken. The guy's name, I believe, is uh, Mauricio Garcia, a Latino, a brown man. The media is actually out there trying to say that this man pretty much had motivation from white supremacy. Yeah, they're actually trying to push white supremacy on this Latino man, a brown man. Unbelievable. But that is your media, guys. That is your media. It's sad, man. It's sad. But the media is just going to be dishonest. And they're going to run with their own agenda. They are. All right. Go ahead and smash that thumbs up button, guys. Just as a reminder. Yeah, Joe Bob and um and the chat is saying woke media. Um, they're all, they're chicken shits and also hypocrites. Yep. You are right about that. They are. Let's um let's jump over to um let's jump over to um Hollywood. Now in LA, man, LA I I, I would never want to live in LA. I would never ever want to live in Los Angeles, California. Uh that's where Hollywood is, right? All the bit stars, uh glitz and glamour, not my thing. I went to um California one time and it was really just a layover and I was at uh, LAX for a layover and I thought that the uh, the airport I was like man this airport is crap and there's been a mass exodus from um, uh, people leaving California leaving New York well one Hollywood actor has decided you know what I'm out of here the crime is too bad the city is um, deteriorating, homelessness out of control, is hurting property values. That would be one Scott's bio. Look at this. Happy days after Scott bio leaving California. Not a safe place anymore. This man has lived in uh, California, I believe, for uh, 45 years. I can't believe he's 62, man. Time is just flying. Flying. Look at this. You can add Hollywood actor Scott Baio to the growing list of celebrities saying goodbye to California. The Happy Days actor and longtime resident of Los Angeles tweeted he made the decision to leave the Golden State after more than four decades because it's, quote, not a safe place anymore. Yeah, crime is out of control over there. Man, San Francisco is super bad. He's li living in L.A., I don't know exactly where he's going to um, move to. Now, I will say this here. There's a bunch of people that leave California. And they come over here to Texas. They move to Austin. And they're trying to transform Austin into California. Uh, I believe in the old saying, um, don't California my Texas. Okay. I mean, if you hate California so much, remember why you actually left California. But he um, said this, quote, after 45 years, 
I'm making my way to finally exit stage right from California, he tweeted. The 62-year-old actor included a quote from a local report that read, quote, the most recent survey conducted by the Los Angeles Homeless Services Authority found that approximately 69,000 people experiencing homelessness in L.A. County and 41,000 in the city in 2022. Later, he tweeted that homelessness, quote, brings down property value. Also, no consequences for crime that is rampant, making things higher in price and it's not a safe place anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He is right on the money with that. He's right on the money. I mean, if you have crime, guess what? That's definitely going to bring down the value of homes. I mean, who wants to live in a crime infested area? I know I don't. I don't I don't want to live in a crime infested area. See, where I, where I live at, we don't really have crime over here. First of all, I'm not I'm not in the city of Houston. I mean, I'm in the outskirts. Um, the city of Houston that has some really, really bad areas. If you're actually in Houston, you go to Southwest Houston. Man, that Southwest Houston is a dumpster fire. I would never, ever want to live over there. But California, I have no desire whatsoever to ever even go to California, to tell you the truth. I'm pretty sure, you know, that there are some nice uh, places out there. But would I actually want to, you know, have an extended stay in California? No. San Francisco may be worse than uh, L.A., but neither one of those are good. Neither one. Gavin Newsom, man, he's a terrible governor. And then at that, you know, the thing, the thing is, man, the people over there in L.A., they keep voting for the same idiots over and over and over again. That their policies just destroy the city and then the state. I think people people need to actually change their voting habits to tell you the truth. They do. But will they actually do that? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, look at look at uh, Chicago. Chicago said, hey, Lori Lightfoot is so bad, she must go. That's true. She's bad. And they did vote her out. However, they went out there and voted for somebody that's probably 10 times worse than her. Because the riots down there in Chicago, this guy, Brandon Johnson, he doesn't want to condemn the uh, the, the teenagers that were out th down there uh, destroying stuff in the city. Yeah, that's who they voted in. Somebody that's 10 times worse. Utterly ridiculous. Okay, I got um, got a sports topic here we need to cover, guys. And uh, I saw... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I saw this on a sports story right here. And if you watch uh, Black and White Sports, we have been covering 
a lot of uh, biological men going over into uh, women's sports and dominating. We talked about the Leah Thomases of the world. We talked about, um, what was the Olympian's name? Laurel Hubbard. Biological males going over there and competing against women, taking a spot away against women. Riley Gaines has been pretty vocal about how she feels about this. Riley Gaines is completely against biological males going over into women's sports and dominating them because she actually experienced, you know, having to compete against a biological male. And she actually tied this person, Leah Thomas, and they refused to give her the trophy because they said, they said, quote, Leah needs it for a photo op. Yeah, they're just spitting all over biological women. But biological women are starting to speak up now more and more. It's not just Roddy Gaines and a few others. Of course, you still got uh, crazy people out there like um, Megan Rapino, Brittany Griner out there that are saying, oh, no, you can't do that. Go ahead. Let the biological uh, men come in in women's sports. They're signing their own athletic death warrant by doing that. Well, we now have a female athlete actually uh, speaking out against this stuff. Here we go on Breitbart. Start taking a knee. Former U.S. Olympian calls for protests against UCI's uh, trans cyclist policy. And the reason why she's bringing this up is because this person right here, this is a biological male right there, just won a race, I believe last week, cycling race, not cycling, man. That is one, one tough sport. Endurance sports like that, man, I couldn't do it. Like, I would never be a marathon runner. Also, you know, like doing Tour de France kind of stuff. That ain't for me, man. I mean, you got to be a world-class athlete to do that. Now, I have a stationary bike here in my house. Sometimes I actually get on it. You know, it's great exercise, great workout. But um, let's read this, guys. A former three-time U.S. Olympian is calling on cyclists to take a knee at the start line in protest of the world's cycling governing body's decision to allow trans cyclists to compete in the female category. Inga Thompson, a road cyclist for Team USA, took to Twitter Sunday after a week filled with controversy surrounding trans cyclist Austin Killips. And this is Austin Killips right there, a biological male. And uh, Austin Killips actually won the, uh, the tour of the Gila. That was against females. I believe that was in New Mexico, if I'm not mistaken. But this is what Inga Thompson had to say, quote, it is time for women uh, cyclists to start protesting UCI cycling policy. Thompson tweeted, start taking a knee at the starting lines. Team managers need to speak up and protect their riders. Hold signs at every race. Save women's sports. Now, this seems like um, like Colin Kaepernick here, if you ask me. Remember, Colin Kaepernick was actually in the NFL. 
he was actually taking a knee for the false lie that police are just killing black people at will. It seems very, very similar to this. However, we actually know that there are quite a few biological males and growing going over into women's sports and they are winning. They're taking spots away from women. This is a real threat. So, and I said something similar, you know, when Leah Thomas was actually still swimming at our UPenn, I said that the women, they need to stand on their line right there. And when the gun uh, gets shot and they're supposed to jump in the pool, don't jump in the pool. Stand there in protest. Do not compete against a biological male. Don't do it. That's me. That's what I would have done. I said that I've been pretty vocal on that. Now you actually have another um, female athlete here kind of echoing the same thing. Now she said to take a knee. Take a knee. Do it. UCI or the Union Cyclist International is the world governing body for cycling. It was UCI that decided to allow males to compete against females, but then seemed to backpedal somewhat following severe backlash on social media from legendary female athletes such as Martina Navratilova, the all-time great tennis player. She was great. Now, she's a part of the um, LGBT community, uh, but she's a lesbian, and she has been pretty vocal that biological men should not be in women's sports. She has made that clear, not once, not twice, probably like three, four, five times now. She has made it really, really clear. But I said it, guys, that the women, they need to be united on this. They need to be completely united on this. And the thing is, I don't believe that women are completely united on this. But you're starting to see more women come out and say, no, this must stop. This must stop. Look here, quote, the UCI's objective. Now, this is from UCI here. The UCI's objective remains the same. To take into consideration in a context of the evolution of our society, the desire of transgender athletes to practice cycling, the UCI said. Quote, the UCI also hears the voices of female athletes and their concerns about an equal playing field for competitors and will take into account all elements, including the evolution of scientific knowledge. They're not, they're not taking into consideration of um, female voices. They're just not. Because if that was the case, you would have not allowed Austin Killips to actually race. You wouldn't have done that. And why is it that we're only seeing biological men going into um, women's sports but you're not really seeing biological women going into men's sports. You're not really seeing that happen. It's not really happening. But there is quite a few men going into women's sports. That is completely unfair, man. That is completely unfair. Killips is the first trans female to win a UCI-sanctioned stage race. If Thompson, an actual female and winner of three silver medals at the UCI Road uh, World Championships, has her way, Killips 
will be the last trans rider to win a UCI event. You know what, guys? They can do this too. Do this. If, if you want trans people to compete, why don't you just make a, um, a trans category? You know, that'd be fair for everybody right there. Have a trans category. Have um, trans men race against trans men. Trans women race against trans women. I believe that would be fair. But the thing is, it'll never happen. Because I believe that the, um, the activists out there, they would say, oh, that's discriminating. You're discriminating against um, trans, trans women. They're going to say trans women are women when they are biological men. So I don't think that you're actually going to see categories like that. But I'm glad that um, you're starting to see more women speak out on this whole thing. I'm glad that um, Inga Thompson has come out. And where are we at? We still got uh, 20 people watching over here. Right now on this show, uh, thank you guys for um, for coming out here. And there, there's some another story here that I want to uh, cover. Yeah, this is this story here. This next one here, pretty crazy, man. Um, have you guys heard about the reparations thing in um, California? Yeah, the reparations thing in California, it is crazy. I believe there's like a couple of different ones out there. I know that San Francisco, the city of San Francisco, had its own reparations thing where they wanted um, each black person to get. I, I'm trying to remember the number off the top of my head because it's so it's such a crazy number, like one point two million dollars or something like that. And now the state of California have their own reparations on uh, task force too. And by the way, guys, that was never slavery in uh, California. California was a free state. But you got you got the liberals out there that are trying to dupe black people into thinking they're gonna get a whole bunch of money. And that's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I mean you actually have activists now. Guess what? Guess what they're demanding now? Not 1.2 million. Not three. Not four million. They are demanding a staggering $200 million for every black person. $200 million, guys. And guess what? You know that California don't have that money. California does not have this money. This is just off the wall crazy, but they actually think that um that black people deserve two hundred million dollars when they don't have this money. Now think of this, guys. Economically, let's say that they actually did pay two hundred million dollars, which black people, by the way, you're never gonna see this money. You're never going to see this money because this money doesn't exist. But even if um you did, guess what? When you start pumping 
that much money out, man, inflation is going to go out there on steroids. And I guess to uneducated people, guys, let's say that you get if you gave every single person one million dollars on the planet, every single person, guess what? That one million dollars means nothing. It'll turn into a penny. I'm not joking. I'm not joking because the thing about economics is economics is the science of scarcity. Scarcity. No, scarcity is the problem. And what happens in a um, in a free market economy? You're going to sell to the highest bidder. That's the way it works. But anyway, activists demand two hundred million dollars for each and every quote unquote African-American in California. Yeah. Two hundred million dollars. I don't know. How they came up with that number. But the woke activists want $200 million. Reparations for black residents in California are forecasted to cost $800 billion. More than twice the cost of the state's entire annual budget. That's why I said they don't have any money. <laughs> they don't have the money for this. But activists say that is not enough. Last night, the task force approved recommendations uh, for reparations payments, which are due to the state legislature by July 1st, Breitbart reported. The nine-member task force called on lawmakers to make a formal apology for slavery. Well, guess what? All the slaves, they died a long, long time ago. There's no slaves around now. But anyway, and also requested that those eligible will receive cash down payments. Oh, my God. The task force was assembled two years ago following George Floyd, um, the George Floyd incident. Uh, California was the first state to assemble a reparations task force. It passed a black resident older than 71 would be eligible to receive more than 1.2 million in reparations, as reported by Fox. But during last night's meeting, an activist known as Reverend Tony Pierce called out the task force for being fearful of getting the black community what they really deserve. Quote, you know that the numbers should be equivalent to what an acre was back then. We were given 40, okay? You were given 40 acres. You know what that number is? You keep trying to talk about now, yet your research back to slavery, and you say nothing about slavery. Nothing. So the equivocal number from the 1960s for 40 acres to today is $200 million for each and every African-American. Now he's talking about slavery. Now keep in mind guys, California didn't have slavery. It was never a slave state, but these people out there, I mean, think of this, even if like Gavin Newsom said, all right, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. If he's signing the law, we're going to give every single black person $200 million. Guess what? You'll never see a dime. That money does not exist. It doesn't exist. Oh, my God. Then they got a communist black panther person here, too. Look, 
Pierce was joined by former Black Panther Party chairman, chairwoman Elaine Brown, who called for people to turn to demonstrations. You know what demonstrations means, right? Yeah, that means um, start burning up stuff. Burning up stuff. This is what they want. Okay, yeah, this is it right here about San Francisco. The city of San Francisco sanctioned reparations committee has recommended every black resident be allocated $5 million. That's San Francisco. I believe it was like $1.2 million at first, and San Francisco said $5 million. Now, in the state of California, the activists are demanding $200 million, guys. $200 million. And the free state of California never had slavery. Never. Not once. I mean, my goodness, guys, th th these people are really, really out of their minds. They are completely out of their minds on this whole thing. California never had slavery. And these people don't understand how economics works. I mean, even if they had that kind of money, I would not give out that kind of money to anybody. Because I believe the vast majority of uh, people aren't responsible with that kind of money. They're going to go out there and they're going to blow it. They're going to blow it on a whole bunch of things that have no value. I mean, you may be thinking, man, 200 million. How can they blow that? Trust me. Look at people that win the lottery. Like 70% of those people are broke within five years. They would blow it. They would blow it. California man, stop it, man. Just tell the, just go out there and tell the people of your state that we don't have this money. We're never going to have this money at all. How about investing in uh, education? Now, you guys know I have a major problem here with the, um, the public school system. I really, really do. But if they were actually able to start educating students, teaching them how to read, and right the way economics actually works survivor 46 is here and so is on fire the only official survivor podcast and we have a twist this season the winner of survivor 45 d Vyadaris, will be joining us every week we're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments the how and the why things happen and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me a survivor winner Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Because $200 million, man, is going to cause nothing more than chaos. That money doesn't exist. And guess what? In that's 50 years, you know, when you don't get your money, you're still going to be screaming for reparations. And you people in California... You're screaming for reparations, so you're saying that you were a slave. You are a slave to the state. That's just saying. Well, that's pretty much why the welfare system actually uh, works. I mean, the welfare system is designed to break up families. Nothing more. Nothing more. That's why the welfare state actually does exist. So go right ahead. Marry the state. Keep being married to the state. Keep depending on on your failing government. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, guys. So, 
let's talk about one more story. And then we're going to wrap up uh, the show here. Uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, the Marine. The Marine that um, put uh, Jordan Neely in the uh, chokehold. And of course, you know, the media is out there saying that Jordan Neely, he was a Michael Jackson impersonator. Interesting, guys, how when criminals commit crimes, the media always tries to find one thing that they did in the past when they weren't actually committing crimes. Jordan Neely was arrested like 44 times, 44 times. Now, the Marine that put him in a chokehold, the Wolts want this man arrested. They want him arrested for murder. And this man did nothing wrong. Jordan Neely was um getting violent. He was definitely a threat. And the media is saying that this Marine murdered him, which is a lie. It's a complete lie. They're trying to ruin this man's life. Because... These leftists love to celebrate criminals. They'd love to celebrate criminals. However, the people on the subway, they, they were actually thanking that Marine for what he did. Yeah, look at this, guys. Look at this. Full footage reveals former Marine Daniel Penny putting Jordan Neely in recovery position. Passengers complimenting him. So when when Daniel Penny had Jordan Neely in um in a headlock, and I believe there's different methods to that to actually um, try to subdue somebody. I wasn't a Marine; I was in the Navy, so we don't learn that hand-to-hand combat kind of stuff. But in Marine boot camp, they actually do teach you. Um, hand-to-hand combat but after he got control of uh, the situation he put him in the recovery position to help him because they were actually waiting on the police check this out guys full footage that emerged on social media this sunday revealed that marine corps veteran daniel penny had placed jordan neely in a quote recovery position after subduing him on the New York City subway earlier this week. Jordan Neely, 30, uh, 30 years old, a violent uh, homeless man and repeat offender with over 40 prior arrests, died on Monday after Penny, 24, had placed him in a chokehold on the F train. Neely had reportedly started uh, behaving erratically and showing aggression towards other passengers. Now, the thing is, he died at the hospital. He died at the hospital. Uh, the unearthed full footage revealed passengers complimenting Penny for taking action. It also shows Penny and one other passenger arranging Neely's body in the recovery position in an attempt to ensure that he would be okay. A passenger off screen can be heard saying he'll be all right. Neely um, appears to be moving late in the video because he was I actually seen this thing. Now, I'm going to show you guys the video here. Now, people watching on YouTube, when this actually goes up as a clip, I'm not going to show you this because 
YouTube. So it is what it is. But I will actually talk over it for you, for you guys, so you guys can actually know uh, what was going on. But look at this. So they're putting him on his side right there. He's actually moving right there. He was actually moving right there. Yeah. But these people, these leftists want him arrested and charged of murder when he's actually trying to help the man. Now, it does say here, New York's medical examiner determined that Jordan Neely died from compression of the neck and stated that his death was the result of homicide. That does not mean murder. There's a difference. Murder means intent. Like he intentionally killed him. That's murder right there. The incident has since gone viral across social media and sparked protests perpetuated by far-left activists, politicians, and BLM throughout New York City. Politicians like AOC and Ayanna Presley have accused Daniel Perry of murdering an innocent black man suffering from a mental health crisis. Now, the thing is, I believe that this guy should have actually been institutionalized. I do. I do. But innocent? The man was not innocent. AOC, man. I, I got questions for um, the people in um, AOC's district. Why? Why do you guys keep going out there and voting for an AOC? Why? I mean, I, I, I just don't get it, guys. AOC. I believe AOC is reckless. She is completely reckless with the things that she actually does say. Every time AOC says something, she makes no sense whatsoever. Zero sense. That's AOC. I believe the AOC, man, I believe that she loves to incite a crowd. She loves to incite these uh, violent people uh, that actually like to go out in the streets and commit crimes. That's AOC. I don't know why you guys actually vote for her in New York City. I believe, what, the Bronx, somewhere like that? I was actually listening to uh, Dan, Bongino, Dan Bongino the other day. So the AOC isn't even from the five bur boroughs. So she didn't exactly grow up around there. So they, they, they actually consider her like um, Canadian. And that doesn't mean she's from Canada. But he said that um, 
if you grow up outside the five bur- boroughs, it's pretty much Canada. That's I believe that's what he was saying right there. So, well, I think that's going to uh, wrap up this show, guys. Um, rocking it solo today. Um, hope you guys did enjoy the, uh, the show. Uh, go ahead and um, make sure you follow us over there on Locals. Click the join button. Support us if you can. Uh, member live stream every Friday. They're a whole bunch of fun. And uh, we will see you guys uh, tomorrow, same time. Hopefully, our roads will actually be back here on the show, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, so much fun. I see you, uh, Dragon Smoke. Uh, says, have a good day in the um, in the chat, in the Rumble chat. Yep. Yep, it is fun. It's very, very fun doing these shows, guys. But um, until then, guys, we will see you guys tomorrow. Be safe.